It is time for our film segment, and we're very pleased to be joined here in the studio by the film producer at Dexter Studios, uh, E.U. Jung. Good morning to you. Good morning. So we're going to start with what is generally one of the biggest uh, events here in Asia uh, for all cinema buffs and uh, movie industry folks, and that would be the Busan International Film Festival. It's the biggest one in Korea. It's uh, widely considered uh, one of, if not the biggest in Asia. But uh, we're in a very different time and uh, certainly uh, in a different circumstance with the pandemic. Are there any uh, specific changes that we should know about for the festival because of COVID-19? So uh, the festival usually always happens in the early October. So it was supposed to happen in October 7th, but then it was postponed two weeks. So it will happen starting October 21st. So the film festival will be uh, much smaller than usual because of the Mm -hmm. COVID-19. Most in-person events, which is the most exciting parts of the festival, such as like uh, opening and closing ceremonies, red carpets and parties, they have been canceled. Mm. And on-stage greetings and fan meetings, which is also exciting part, are either canceled or shifted online. Um, There's going to be some screening opening, like five screens uh, are going to be playing movies. at the Busan Cinema Center with the limit capacity of 50 people per screening. So they, the officials say it's like 80% reduction in screening compared to the usual time. Um, and this is really sad news, and hopefully this does not happen, but there's even a possibility that this year's film festival being totally canceled if this month's Korean Thanksgiving holiday, Chuseok, creates a new wave of infection. Oh, wow. So... I guess what the implication of that is that if the Busan International Film Festival had been scheduled, let's say, right after the uh, Gwangamun uh, Mm -hmm. Liberation Day and then the rallies, and then we saw that uptick in cases right at that time, they would probably have had to make a difficult decision to to cancel it. it. It is something that I think for the Korean film industry, uh, what they're hoping for, and I know uh, people like you who are part of that industry uh, who who look forward to uh, BIF, this is going to be sort of a, I wouldn't say make or break, but a very kind of important bellwether as to um, the the future sort of progress for the Korean film industry uh, through the uh, Mm COVID-19 crisis. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the U.S. now because uh, there was a big uh, announcement made. Uh, it was just only a couple of years ago when there was the hashtag Oscar So White and how uh, people felt that uh, this uh, old-fashioned anachronistic uh, organization known as the Academy Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences was not being inclusive and uh, diverse enough. They are trying to make some changes now with these uh, new initiatives. Can you tell us what this is about? So over the many years, the Academy has been criticized in recent years for honoring very few movies and creators of colors and minority. And of course, uh, for this year, it was something very unusual happened with Bong Joon-ho's Parasites has won the best picture, uh, which is first non-English language film. So uh, the the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, they announced a new representation and inclusion standard in order to be eligible in the best picture category. So the rules are saying that basically there are four categories that needs to make sure that all the diversities um, and need to be uh, promoted. Mm-hmm. And then those four categories are um, covering diversity representation among actors and subject matters uh, behind the camera staff, paid internship and training opportunities, and marketing and publicity. So in order to be um, nominated for the best picture category, you have to uh, meet at least two of these categories, which is a huge Um, huge step 
And I think I personally think this is something um, a very big step for the academy. And there is some conversation going on whether this uh, attempt will actually limit the uh, creativity for the filmmakers. So, for example, the movies like 1917 and The Irishman, if they were applied to this rule, mm. would they still be able to nominate for the best pictures? Um, but there are ways uh, to make that happen because it's only two categories that they need to meet in order to be uh, nominated. So I thought this news is something very interesting and exciting. Yeah, so that's an interesting counter-argument. So they're saying, like, we got these totally white movies, like 1917 and Mm -hmm. Irishman, and you might think these... They might be great artistic achievements, but they might not be eligible for the Oscars if these rules apply. But that doesn't mean that you can have the grips and the camera staff. Those guys could be a very diverse staff, but you can still have an all-white cast, so to Mm -hmm. speak, because of the historical context of a movie like The Irishman or or 1917. So as long as you are making that good faith effort to be diverse and inclusive, regardless of the uh, film topic or theme, you should be okay. So I guess yes. that's not uh, an excuse. And and really, we have to credit, um, in some ways, um, Bong Joon-ho and Parasite because that really broke the mold despite all the restrictions being in place. And so it does look like, uh, is it almost a guarantee then that future um, Hollywood films, at least uh, Academy Award-nominated films, are going to be uh, more along the lines of Parasite or 12 Years a Slave, those kind of films, rather than just kind of the uh, things that we're used to with with these epic films that largely are very white-centered? I think so, uh, especially with the Parasite that really opened up people's eyes saying that it, in order to win Best Pictures or Academy Award, it doesn't need to you know, fit into the standard category right. what it used to be the Academy, Academy movies. And this, uh, their announcement last week, it's another step into, further into that, um, that approach. All right, very good. Uh, let's talk about another movie that a lot of kids, uh, my kids are also looking forward to, the live-action version of Mulan. Uh, this was released directly on Disney Plus in North America and in theaters in uh, China. But there's some controversies here. Uh, how's the Korean public reacting to these controversies? So there has been some uh, political controversy over um, uh, the main actress, Lee, uh, Liu Yifei, the Chinese-American actress who played the main character, stated her support for the Hong Kong police over a pro-democracy protest last year, uh, which uh, created some boycott movement. And also in Korea, this is spreading, that this boycott movement is spreading, and many social media users are sharing images calling for the boycott for the Disney film to raise awareness. Well, uh, if you follow uh, the controversy, you'll know that uh, a lot of people who support the Hong Kong movement will certainly have some inclination to perhaps uh, be sympathetic to the boycotts. But uh, I guess celebrity watchers and people who have been fans of the film uh, from the animated days, uh, they still sense that, I guess, uh, desire or curiosity to at least uh, check out what the movie's about. So we'll see what the numbers uh, ultimately uh, bring for Mulan. We will have to leave it there. But uh, as always, Yoo Jung, thank you very much. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.